Welcome back to the Takes Hotel Gears podcast. My name is Talon Hauser, and alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How is it going? It's going good. Weather's great. I didn't steal your catchphrase. You didn't steal his catchphrase. I appreciate it. I was really thinking about it. Thank you. I know. I was like, is he going to do it? Do I have to fight him this week on the pod? Anyway, like Tom was saying, the weather is nice again. We don't all want to die anymore. wearing a yellow shirt just because. Just because it's bright and wonderful. It's a terrible shirt. I'm also wearing tie-dye, like bright tie-dye socks, but I'm not going to put my feet up here. Wow, the fit is just... And Crocs. I think the viewers viewers would like to see your feet. Yeah, actually, I think you should pull up your socks up here. Here are my socks. (laughs) With my Crocs, catch us on YouTube bars. if you want to see. Welcome his to socks. socks with the tailgaters. <laughs> anyway, we have a, a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great episode this week. Yes. Obviously, we have our weekly summing. It. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stuck on socks now. Weekly socks. We have weekly socks. <laughs> anyway, right. best thing we saw this week: weekly winners, as usual staples then we have trivia again this week and a new segment guess who will be pretty fun we will have 30 seconds to guess the player that the other host is giving us you'll, you'll see how it works it'll be very it's not as complicated easy. it's not as complicated as i'm making it and then we have carson wants to the colts yes i hope yes. we I hope manifested that- a talent <laughs> for those who don't know We'll talk, about it. Talking we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Hopefully, you guys saw Talon's amazing video that he made about me rants, my rants over Carson Wentz over the years. ESPN, don't take this guy away from us, please. I put a lot of work into that. Yeah, video. no, that was an amazing video. So sh- kudos to my man Chowser, just, just brilliant. As I knock my mic, um, and then we have our ad read this week with uh Caden Cooley. It's a little bit more than an ad read. Just it's saying. a little bit more than an oh, ad yeah. read. We have a special. No, 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 no. Save it, save it. Oh, save it. oh. We got to sprinkle oh, it in later. Oh, oh. Got to hold them in suspense. Okay, yeah. You don't. guys should feel suspense now. Then don't, yeah. Now they have to save for the full episode. Yeah. Now you guys have to stay because you need to find out the surprise. And then we're going to talk about the NHL's questionable weekend at Lake Tahoe. We'll see how that kind of went down and I'll kind of explain the situation to you guys because I'm sure you guys don't know. Yeah, I didn't. There you go. I know in the then episode. NBA All-Star starters and thoughts on the reserves. We are filming this at 2.06 currently, and the reserves are announced at 7.30 Eastern, so I guess 6.30. Yeah, so they'll probably be announced when I start when I edit it, so, yeah. But we're going to give our thoughts, and yeah. And then we have our NBA stock market per usual. So, let's get into it. Caden, what is the best thing you saw this week? Uh, best of this week, Cam Newton's PR flex. Oh. I'm not one hey he's rich <laughs> i'm not one that's into conspiracy <laughs> theories but let me let me lay out the situation for you guys he got abducted by aliens yes he got abducted by aliens um <laughs> cam newton hosted a football camp uh this past week and a one of the campers they're all high schoolers started calling him out roasting him trying to be funny in front of all of his friends cam, how does stuff. it always happen at your own camp no well, i'm getting there i'll tell you how it happened so Cam posted his side of the video afterwards where he explained to the camper, you know, just some fundamental things about life, what it means to be a player, you know, got into an argument with him, tried to talk him down, looked like a great guy. And then we got the whole, wow, don't disrespect an NFL MVP like that. Wow, you should be respecting him and trying to learn from him. All those comments. And then the next day, we got the Cam Newton interview saying, there's not 32 guys better than me in the league. And then in the comments, everyone was like, damn right, there's not. Oh, and so, you know, doing. like I said, I'm not into conspiracy theories, but Cam Newton hasn't gotten that much good PR this last year. Okay. So what better way to spice it up than offer this kid the 
I'm not sure what this kid got offered. We can discuss that. But, you know, get talked down okay. to this kid, kind of have a coaching moment with him, and then, you know, everyone's all hyped up on Cam and then give an interview the next day where he's saying, I should have a starting job in this league. I wasn't ready for this conspiracy theory, and I didn't think about it. But now you've got me convinced. I, I see a clip here in the next six months where uh, Cam Newton comes out and he's having, you know, this new relationship with this kid. You know, he's coached him up to be a good quarterback, like really just left an impression on him. And then he him. steals Cam's spot. Yes, he steals Cam's he's spot. He's the kid from that oh commercial God, from exactly way back like in the day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Cam Newton's conspiracy theory. Wow. Uh, the kid's going to be his, his uh, he's going to be Cam Newton's mom's favorite player. Do you guys remember that commercial? Yeah, no, I know. Was, yeah, that's okay. why I it's said just, he looks exactly like him. Yeah. There's just too much setup for me. Like, this kid had the whole notes apology that he, like, sent out on social media. I was like, if you go to the notes, it's like... <laughs> if you go to the notes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but if that isn't true, Kim Newton's your own camp. How you can... And the other... I, a couple, like, a year ago or so, when the kid said something, he said, he said, what? Like, right in his face. And the kid, like, showed up. That was at his own camp, too. Yeah. It's like... If that isn't true, Cam, you're a bum for getting disrespected at your own camp. That's facts. That's like... That's facts. Talon, what's the best thing you saw this week? The best thing I saw this week was Chris Paul and Space Jam. Um, also, he's definitely going to be in the next Space Jam. Probably. Actually, definitely realizing Maybe it is probably Is this like hint. an Easter egg? Anyways, because yeah. Chris Paul, balling out this season, making the Suns great. Uh, everyone's going to give him his, his respect. He has the secret stuff from Space Jam in his hand. Um... And it's quite amazing. Um, for actual NBA fans, we all know how how cool of a moment that is. And that's definitely alluding to the fact that he is definitely going to be in the, in the next so Space Jam. So we're finally having a like Marvel fans crossover with sports now. Yeah, yeah we're like, exactly. it's Space an Jam. Easter egg, it's man. Easter egg. He's hinting at yeah. it. It must be. He's in Space Jam. They're going to lose the game in Space Jam. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh. No, LeBron can't lose. Um, Actually, he can. And he did to the Wizards. Oh. And two other before that. So what was your best thing you said? That was not the best thing that's talent all this week. <laughs> the best thing I saw this God, week is... so mad. An iconic moment in NHL history. It is... Well, it was yesterday. It was the year anniversary. But it's the year anniversary of David Ayers. And I don't know if you guys know the story. I might have told you guys it, like, maybe through the past year. The emergency goalie for the oh, no, Carolina no. Hurricanes came in against the Leafs. So here's the situation. Carolina's in Toronto. Neat. Oh, their starter? Injured. Contact. Injury. Gets blown up. Oh, the backup comes in. Plays well. He also gets injured. Oh no, emergency backup goalie time. It is the Leafs AHL affiliate Zamboni driver. Wow. So the Zamboni driver comes in. And as a Zamboni driver myself, he's an icon. So he, you and all the other Zamboni yes, drivers look yes. up to him. See, we have you two. Have been in there. There's two guys in the Zamboni Hall of Fame. The guy who drove off the ice and not bailed when his Zamboni got on fire. Yeah. And then that. David Ayers, Zamboni Hall of Fame. Their icon. Those rings. pictures you have up in your locker when you yes, clock out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They're it's like Kobe, MJ, and then. Zamboni gods. No, I remember the story though. This is like one of the only hockey stories I vividly yeah. remember. Yeah, so he ended up they ended up winning the game and the Leafs lost to their affiliates Zamboni driver. That's now, also embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. And everyone loves the shit on the Leafs. So anyway, it is the year anniversary of that and Disney bought the movie plans to it. Of course they did. 
That was the most like unsurprising oh, thing you could have ever told me. If you had been like, they just be buying rights to buy it. They don't even know if they're going to use it, but they're like, in case somebody else does. Yeah, like oh, ours now. HBO Max bought it. What? Disney didn't get hold of it. That's yeah. how I would have reacted to that. Yeah. This is the most like kids Disney Plus throw yeah. oh, thing yeah, I've ever dude, heard of. They're just, they're just like, <laughs> kid walks out. Get off that zamboni. You're coming with me. Hey, it's like guy. Like, <laughs> get in. He points the kid in the stands. <laughs> As he saves oh, the goal God. to win the game, what, 6-3? <laughs> oh, I, I can't, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to, like, to hear the cheesy bullet. speech at the end. You always got to be ready for your shot. Uh, and then, this like, guy the, definitely didn't say. And then, like, the post-credits, David Ayers went back to driving Zamboni and never played hockey ever again. <laughs> 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 like, cheerful We're Disney. <laughs> anyway, so that was my best thing I saw this week. My weekly uh. winner... We're going to talk about the NHL outdoor games, but someone who did thrive in the subpar conditions was David Pasternak got a hat trick in an outdoor game, which I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely balling out in pretty shit conditions while wearing some amazing jerseys, their new reverse retros, and in some beautiful scenery, although it didn't work out really well. Getting a hat trick is pretty cool in a special game like that's that. That's pretty good. That is hard to do, too. Yeah. So Yeah. So that's the my weekly winner, Bully. Oh, I have a quick question. Is what it up? harder to get a hat trick in soccer or hockey? Definitely hockey. Hockey? I would think so. Um, I was going to say, I would think soccer too, but I could see. There's more people, isn't there, on on a team. But yeah. the field's bigger. Yeah. Wait, did you say, okay, I'm, I'm saying it's harder in soc- soccer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was, that, yeah. That's why okay, I thought it yeah. So I'm, I'm saying it's harder in soccer. Okay. All right. Yeah. My weekly winner, Deion Sanders, he just absolutely dominates wherever he goes. He is now the head coach for the Jackson State football team, and uh, he beat somebody this weekend. Um, 53 to zero. Um, I think his son is the starting quarterback, so that would also make sense. That's so yeah, they have like an amazing recruiting class. They're going to blow out yeah. everyone they play. When Deion Sanders is your coach, it does help. Sure some people were like, hey, and then, you guy. know, after the game, he got back to his office and all this stuff was stolen, so that wasn't cool. But then he found it. Worst thing was then he got week. it. So, yeah. And best thing. Yep. Um, so, good good week, I would say. The worst I'd- thing I saw this week is actually later on in the episode. Okay. May have something to do with Meek Mill, but we'll get to that later. Oh. 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 <sighs> Talon. Meek. All right, well, on to brighter things. Best thing I saw this week, um, or one of the week, was Jamal Murray. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. Dropping 50. 50 points with no free throws. You know, everyone always complains about, you know, how those guys like James Harden and Trey Young get to the line. Oh, well, Jamal went out there and dropped 50 without it. That's pretty insane. And the same night, Joel Embiid dropped 50 in like 13 or something. Also, I'm pretty sure Jamal Murray shot like 21 of 25. Yeah, he shot like over an 85% That's like clip. my career on rookie Wow, mode. That's, that's insane. Yeah, Jamal Murray uh, just balling out. Have, the Nuggets have had kind of a quiet year. Yeah. I'm not going to be the one blaming on the bubble, but I will say the last four teams in the bubble are both all seem tired. Just going to put out there. Heat, Bucks, Nuggets, and Lakers. Yeah, another start. They all seem kind of tired. Yeah. Know, yeah. Come back up a little bit. Yeah. Especially so, with like, the amount of overtime games Lakers Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, to the um, I can't believe we went to a Jamal Murray segment without mentioning the video, but you know, yeah. if you know, you know. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some trivia then. We're going to start off with some basketball trivia. So first up, how many times in the NBA, in the history of the NBA, has one team doubled their opponent's score? Oh, dude. Three times, once, seven, or five? I'm going to say three doesn't seem that often. I'm going to say five. I honestly think it's five or seven because I'm accounting like back in the day when there like wasn't a shot clock and it was like a 
twelve to six game. So, I just don't think it happens that often. You know though. what? I'm gonna say five, not seven. Well, the answer is once. Once. Ah. It yeah. Was see, it just doesn't sound that often. It was actually almost twenty three years ago to the day. What was the game? It, it was the Pacers against the Portland Trail Blazers, and the Pacers beat the Blazers 124 to 59. Wow! Oh my, that's the most embarrassing loss. I, I was just, I was maybe thinking like maybe Bill Russell. Yeah, wait, I was like, wait, time out. This is the MJ era that was hard. Just yeah, during the yeah, 90s. Weird, mm. weird, weird. Damn, swing 59 points in the 90s. They would not. Almost mm. the 2000s. That was 98. 2000s defense was crazy. For real, wild, wild stuff. But yeah, Pacers. Yeah, you know, you know, I had to pick that one. And then our second NBA um, trivia question is: Which team drafted Paul Gasol in 2001 NBA draft? Don't give yours because I know you know the answer. So um, here are the options: You have the Atlanta Hawks, the Lakers, the Spurs, and the Grizzlies. I think it was the Spurs. There's no way it's the Grizzlies or the Lakers. I feel like the Grizzlies is too. It's too straightforward. So it was the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks, Lakers, Spurs, and Grizzlies. Definitely wasn't the Hawks. Okay, I, feel like. I don't think the Spurs drafted him. I feel like I would have known about that because then he went to the Spurs. So I feel like they would have been like, oh, the team drift. I'm going to say the Atlanta Hawks. You are correct. Hey. hey uh, Wait, okay, who did the Spurs yeah. draft then? Spurs drafted a couple guys. Did they draft his brother or was that the Lakers? <laughs> no, the Lakers drafted Marcus Gasol. Oh, okay, well, that makes no, more sense. No, I thought the Grizzlies drafted Marcus Gasol, right? I think no, it was no, the Lakers. Lakers drafted Marcus All, traded really? him to the Grizzlies. Oh, I didn't know that actually. And then later, um, well, yeah, they traded him to the Grizzlies for Paul Gasol for his brother. Makes sense. Oh, I never knew that. Yep. There you go. And now Marcus. And then Marcus is back and sucks. Sucks. Yeah, he's terrible. All right, let's go to football trivia. Why can't we get prime Paul? Gasol? Hey, Pal's playing in like he just soccer. signed with um yeah, FC Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Not the soccer team, the basketball team, which is really cool. I actually kind of like really like. How European clubs do that? They're, yeah, they're just a club. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. You know, it's a little bit goofy in the beginning. Like, imagine if like the Spurs had a football team. Isn't that kind of weird to That'd think be about? Be cool. Why would you say the Spurs? Why? Why have all teams like you? Like, like I was saying, like the they Lakers. Were just in my mind. With the, with the trivia. That's fair. Okay. Anyway, so the Lakers were on there too. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first player in NFL history to pass for 400 yards, throw four touchdown passes, and rush for 50 yards in a single game? Here's your options. Michael Vick, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and Steve Young. I was going to say Dan Marino. <laughs> um, it's not Dan Marino. Not, not even a, not I'm going to say Steve Young. That dude could run. I'm going to say with the way these questions are made. You're thinking way ma- too hard they're about made, that. I'm thinking way too hard. They're made for us to be like, ah, oh, how we not? I'm going to say Dak Prescott. Yeah, that seems likely too. That was my second guess. Steve Young. It is not Steve Young. Dak Prescott. It is not Dak Prescott. It is Deshaun Watson. In week eight of his rookie season, Houston's Deshaun Watson. Rookie (laughs) season? Everyone forgets how crazy this man was. Deshaun Watson showed his potential as the league's next superstar QB. Unfortunately, he did tear his ACL in practice for the following week. That dude is crazy. I feel like that was against Tell the Seahawks. Tell me only too. give up two first-round picks for that dude. Come on now. Yeah, come on. Matt Stafford went for two first-round picks. <laughs> you kidding me? All right. Well, so there was our trivia. That'll be good. Yeah, we're fine. All right. And we back. Um, You know, we've been kind of having some technical difficulties recently. But, you know, we'll power through that. We'll make adjustments. We get better. That's how shit works. That is how shit works. That is how shit works. All right. So now we're going to play a new game called Guess Who. So, All sorts I... of games today. <laughs> All sorts of games. <laughs> so I have a player... 
And we're doing we're doing current NFL players today. That's our theme. So I have a oh, player man. in my mind, and I'm gonna ask Talon. This is so difficult. I'm gonna pull out a timer for 30 seconds, and Talon has 30 seconds. These are to all get... NFL current players. Yes. It's, like, it's like 21 questions, yeah. but for yeah, and you can only sports. ask yes or no questions. So my players for Talon, Talon's players for Caden, okay, and Caden's players from me. So I have 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Okay. Go. All right. Uh, uh, is he NFC? Yes. Okay. Um, is he a special teams or not special teams? Is he a skill position? Yes. Oh God. Is he a wide receiver? Yes. Okay. Is he in the NFC West? Yes. Uh, is it DK Metcalf? No. Is it Scotty Miller? No. Oh God. Is NFC it NFC West? Is it Tyler Lockett? Yes. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never been so happy. <laughs> 22 seconds. That Woo! was crazy. Oh my god, you did it, bro. I'm that was so, so stressful. I was like, oh, he's killing it. You, once you said NFC West skill position, I was like, oh, dang, let's go. You said skill position. I was like, oh my god. And then you said wide receiver. I was like, bro, that is so specific. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> baby. Dude, yeah, that was, suck. <laughs> I was low-key thinking in my head. I was like, man, watch us, watch all of us just suck at this <laughs> game. And it's like a big deal when we get one right. I know. First one. Woo! There you go. Good start. We at least got one. Damn. Okay. Right. We at least got one today. Do you want Two, one, go. Uh, NFC. Yes. Skill position player. Yes. Quarterback. No. Wide receiver. Yes. DK. No. NFC West. No. NFC South. Yes. Uh, Amari Cooper. No. CD Lamb. No. That's NFC East. Oh crap! Who's who's in the South? Uh, who's the NFC South? Oh my God, I'm I'm cracking the pressure. Who's in the NFC South? Oh oh um, Mike Evans. No. AB. No. Chris Godwin. No. Uh, uh Michael Thomas. Julio. I was gonna say Julio uh, Jones, dude. I, I thought you were gonna get it with one second left. Man. All right, so I, fum- uh, I fumbled. So I fumbled I, the bag. So I cut mine out because I messed it up as as the host. I I just cut it out. Um. And you just look at it. Oh no! I thought. I'm sorry, I was looking for the audio. I didn't see it though. I swear I didn't see um, okay. it. Okay. And the thirty seconds is a lot of pressure, dude. Man. Right? I like, I was forgetting. Di- like I was forgetting divisions. I was like, I don't see South. Yeah. It, <laughs> I was the host. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. So I okay. messed it up. You I were the host. And you I, forgot the I divisions. Messed mine. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're one for one, or, or we're one. I hope you pick someone in the AFC because we've done all NFC so far. Yeah, I was like NFC again. Okay. Are you ready, Talon? Are you ready, Caden? I'm ready, yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Does he play in the AFC? Yes. Quarterback? No. Wide receiver? No. Running back? Yes. Uh, AFC North? No. AFC West? Yes. Uh, Austin Eckler? No. Um, Melvin Gordon? No. Philip Lindsay? No. Clyde Edwards? No. Loving him? Yes. Let's go! <laughs> Damn! Ooh. What was the time? 16 seconds. Let's go! We have a 16. Ooh, should we keep a record? So right now the record is... My Why boy, did I go Kool-Aid Chiefs first? Was 16 kind of, I was even you were like, you were Austin Eckler. I was like, you didn't say Chiefs. Because Chiefs don't have any running backs. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So we the current record is Caden with 16 seconds. Congratulations, wow. Kool-Aid. That, I killed that. Hope I also picked someone on my favorite I was going to say so. Nicole Harmon. I was like, we all did wide receivers. So yeah, That was a lot more exhilarating than I thought it would be. I know. That was a real that adrenaline rush. 30 seconds is a lot. I know. Man. Dude, we would have not been. Dude, all, all time. We would, we would have been Yeah, current players is definitely where to go. Anyway, so we hope you guys enjoyed that. Let's move on to some real sports talk now. Carson Wentz. Oh! Oh, God, this is... <laughs> let, let's, let's just get Nate, get it, let right, Nate get yeah, his feelings out of the way. Let's get it out. Let's get it Genuine out. Genuine reaction. Okay, so... As an actual team perspective, that's a good deal. All right? I could say... Any, I could say anything about Carson Wentz. This is a good trade. We gave up nothing 
with a compensation pick that if he does turn out good, yeah, exactly. if he's first. good, then it's a first round pick. But then he's with good. the price of Matt Stafford, kind of at the market right now, getting Carson Wentz for that was not a bad deal. Now, if you guys watched the clip that Tom put together, kudos to you again for that amazing job by our amazing producer and editor T Hauser. Seriously, go. Yes, sir. I've I've been kind of a lifelong, not like a lifelong, but a long time hater of Carson Wentz. Feels like lifelong. It feels, yeah, it might as well be. But you know what? We're turning a new leaf today. Oh boy, here we go. We're turning wow. a new leaf. You know, the sun's out today. We're bringing a new wave of positivity. After and, the long, cold winter, you're finally coming out and the yes. sun's in the sky. Coming and you know what? Carson Wentz is now QB1, and I've been pretty, you know, really got on our backs when it comes, like, gotten their, our quarterback's backs you know uh, i defended philip i defended jacoby when jacoby had his amazing run that year i was like dude jacoby's good and i loved andrew luck and you know what i'm going to put all my faith and trust in carson once yeah not because i have faith in carson once but i have faith in our gm and our coaching staff and our organization we built a great team i i trust in what they say and you know what they know more than i do at the end of the day I'm a 19-year-old in Kansas City, Missouri. They are the coach of the team. Yeah. So, th- I trust them more. Now, does Carson Wentz kind of suck? I think so. <laughs> but maybe in the right situation, he won't. You know, last year he's not looking so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will say, like, going back and, like, looking at his stat, like, the stats. <laughs> no, not, not, not that the stats are good. Like, just the amount of, like, shit he had to deal with. He got sacked 50 times last yeah. year. Oh, my God. That's, that's insane. And imagine, like, all the QB hits. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, the thing is... They made Carson scramble You're saying year. when you signed Phil Rivers, you're like, but, you know, Phil Rivers doesn't have to do much far off with the line and all this and that. I will say, Michael Pittman Jr. is saying that he doesn't want to give up his number. It's kind of weird. I don't think so. I mean, it's his number. I know. Carson Wentz seemed okay with it. I mean, I'm so, sure it's not that big of a deal, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's just not like a great 12. start for your second-year receiver to I think that. Carson kind of wants to... I think that whole thing kind of got blown out of proportion. I'm yeah. pretty sure they already texted about it. Uh, probably, yeah. And Carson was like, nah, man, you're good. And he was like, and Michael was just like, oh, I'm keeping it because we already talked about yeah. it. I mean, it just seems like a new leaf thing. Yeah, like Carson literally is just over here talking like he wants. And you know what? Yeah, probably wants the name around. Right you know what? The thing that made me feel the most comfortable with it is obviously I follow all the Colts guys on social media. Obviously, I'm really up to date with that kind of stuff. Like when they post stories, I go and look. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get everything I can. And they all seemed very excited about Carson Wentz. Our big-name players on the defense, DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore FaceTimed him the same day. The team's excited about it. And you know what? At the end of the day, if the t- the players are excited about it, the organization's excited about it, as a fan, well, damn, I should be as too. You know... I should be. I think yeah. there's something to be said for the mindset you get put in as a player. And what was Carson Wentz's mindset? If you follow us on Instagram, you saw yeah. it got reported this week that his head coach did not speak to him for almost 10 weeks during the season. That so, is facts. Um, that sounds like somebody who just was in a great place and was going to play very well for his team and wanted to play well. Yeah, when your head coach is ghosting you, you're probably not going to be the best. And, you know, what was he... This was me and Talon's argument all year last year for Carson Wentz being good, but honest to God, what was he playing with last year? I mean, both of his tackles were injured. His whole line was brutalized. Scott. Yeah, that was his best receiver. Jalen Rieger was always injured. Yeah, Marquis I mean, he's, he still wouldn't opted out. Opted out. Yeah. I mean, as head coach, everyone knew that 
the end was likely coming for him in the locker room and yeah. there was never a feeling of like we're going to compete this and especially season especially with some with some kind of smoke and, smoke and mirrors of the Eagles drafting a quarterback at 6 we're all lots of sports media is putting them in the clown franchise arena right now yeah so if Carson Wentz goes to the Colts plays well we're all going to look back at that and be like, oh, so it was the Eagles. Yeah, so absolute there's a lot of big what-ifs when it comes to this deal, and I'll kind of just wrap it up real quick. Do I think this makes us a Super Bowl contender? No. And was that what, is that what I wanted out of the offseason? Yeah. I wanted Dak Prescott and maybe signing a big-name free agent, and I thought that made us a Super Bowl team. Now, he's cheap. He's I think he's only 25 mil cap hit, which for, for a starting quarterback... quarterback and you know what? He brings a lot more to the offense than Philip Rivers does. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a lot more I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. Now, I hope we keep TY. I'd love to see TY actually be utilized in the deep ball with Carson Wentz. Um I actually don't think we need a receiver. I think people are kinda of sleeping in our receiving core. I'd like maybe to sign like a good tight end finally. We have a lot of just decent tight ends, like Jack Doyle. Yeah. Trey Burton was on the team, but he's leaving in free agency and Mo Alley Cox. I would like to see like us like sound like an actual good tight end. If you grab like Hun- Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry's been a big name thrown yeah, out. I would like that. Ty, I think, could still be a number one. I mean, Eric Ebron was um, like that kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Michael Michael Pittman Jr. is going to grow more. Paris Campbell, who people forget about, has an amazing upside. He's just been injured, but I mean, and your running back core. And our running back core is great. Paris Campbell is cold to cod. We, we have, do know we that. Played with Paris Campbell, and they're. They poopied on us. They yeah, did. like six out in search. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah so Paris fun. Campbell's still there. Zachary Pascal, it's looking like we're going to resign him. So we do have a pretty decent receiving core. And I would just like a big tight end. But you know what? Let's see Carson play. You know, I mean, we can sit here and talk about, you know, what it's going to look like, but let's see him play. And think, I'm excited about it now because the players are excited about think it. Think about the last time he did not have a QB breathing down his back. He was the MVP. Yeah. And think about the last time he had Frank Reich. He was going to be the MP. That's, yeah. Now, is it probably going to be the MP? No. But I hope so. That'd be, uh, that'd be cool. But Let me talk about floor and ceiling for a second, okay? So, the floor of Carson Wentz. You get... An, exactly. I bring Alex Smith into every conversation, know, but... Okay, I'll change it. Philip last year. Yeah, exactly. Plug you get, like, yeah, are you t- are you, like, there's no way that Carson Wentz is going to be worse than Philip last year. Yeah, and Philip put up good stats. I hate Philip Rivers, and I'm sitting here saying that. So, yeah, he was um, solid. And guess what? His ceiling... Comeback player of the year, easily, if he has a good season, I would say. And MVP candidate. I don't think he's going to win MVP, but I think you could see a position where if he has the Colts winning the South, he gets grabbed like a top three seed. I mean, why wouldn't he be an MVP candidate? Like, yeah, right now, like, obviously we're not doing um, our offseason predictions, so I'm not going to, like... We're not going to do like our yeah. records right now, but yeah. I mean, what, what's our what's our y'all two years ago were like seven and one or seven and two with Jacoby Brissett, and I'm yeah. sorry. Jacoby Brissett was coming in on plays this year. Exactly. That's not good for your offense. Yeah, and I, I kind of like the ability that Carson showed scrambling this year. Obviously, he had to run around like a chicken with his head cut off. He a lot more options. But, I mean, I kind of like his feet. He seems very mobile in the pocket. That's always been cute feet. I will say I I don't like Carson. I've never liked Carson Wentz's game, but I do like his pocket mobility. Yeah. He's always been really well at shifty Especially after just having to watch and three years of Philip. Like, Phil. going from Philip Rivers to a guy who can move is going to be kind of cool. And we can move to the Eagles' perspective, because I do want to talk about this from the Eagles' perspective here in a second, too. But They had to cut ties. 
Yeah, but um, you've said this multiple times last year. Frank Reich's play calling just felt limited at times. Like yes. there wasn't that much he could do, yeah. and this just opens up the whole playbook. That's I a really feel good like. Point. That's and, a really good point. You know, when you're talking about a Colts offense that was middle in the league scoring, lower than that, I mean, you guys could be top ten in scoring with him. Yeah, and your defense is already top. So yeah, five, like, so. I'd say our floor is probably like nine and seven. I would say. Let's I would go, be on the lookout. Like 16. I would be on the lookout for the Colts to make some sort of move for a pretty good receiver. I could see a Kenny Galladay, some sort. The of... The only reason I say we won't is because right now I think we're left with about fifty-eight million cap. Yeah. And Allen Robinson. See, I don't see. I love like the idea of that, but also you know what I love even more, re-signing guys like. Yeah. Darius Leonard. That's true. Guys that's, like that's Kenny Moore. Guys like Quentin Nelson's contract is coming up soon. Yeah. That's like fifty mil right there. So right. it's like with those guys. Yeah. So but I may, c- maybe not even a, like that expensive of a receiver, but some yeah. someone that's dynamic. I would like a tight end. I think a tight end is a lot more of a key need. True. And we've seen Carson Wentz perform really well with a good tight end. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, from the Eagles' perspective, I do agree they had to cut ties with Carson, but my God, they just look so goofy. $30 million dead cap hit, Oops. and then on top of that, they said they wanted two first-rounders, and they settled for a second and a third, and maybe a first. Yeah. Like, that is pathetic. I'm sorry. Their front office is a joke right And now. also, it's just like... I mean, it, I, And I Jalen Hurts might good, not be starting. It's not, what? Yeah, I've seen rumors where they want to yeah. draft a quarterback now. Yeah, that's what now. I'm saying. They're, are you going to draft a quarterback at six? And then, you just took a guy in the second round. So you guys are going to have quarterback com- controversy for Again? five, six years in a row? That's just what you are now? Under your brand new now, head coach? It's just kind of embarrassing that you win a Super Bowl and... That's Super Bowl now that we're this far away. There's a statue just... outside of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles calling Philly Philly, and now they're both gone, including the guy who Nick Foles is starting over. I'm not saying like that's not the right move, but I'm just saying how did we got how did we get here? Like kind of feels like this 2017 Eagles Super Bowl like that was like one of the most not hollow Super Bowls, but just like No, I won't call it like, hollow. I'll Super say Bowl fluky. Itself, but I mean everyone kind of knew it was fluky. It was a yeah. backup quarterback, but just but even their seeing roster what happened after so like it just makes it zero kind their of their roster was absolutely insane it was impeccable and you built that roster but now you can't even find a quarterback like or I don't a coach know. it just leaves you wanting yeah more. it just yeah kind of sucks Eagles for sure trash. man Eagles are trash all right well it's time for our ad read with Caden Cooley tell us what's going on all right, guys, we have a little shakeup this week in our ad read from our amazing local partner at Miller Theaters. There have been some haters out there. You know, Stephen A. Smith, I think, called them out for it. Absolutely. You know, he says his blasphemous takes all the time. You know, the Miller Theaters is just a theater. What else could they really do? What else do they have to I offer? I do remember Stephen yeah. A. saying that. Yeah, exactly that. I've heard all about it. Well, outside of Miller Theaters offering cheap or free events to the local Kansas City community monthly, curbside concessions for those that want to stay at home during these tough times, and discounted tickets and concessions every single Tuesday. Miller Theaters is expanding into the gourmet popcorn industry with Miller's Gourmet Popcorn. They're doing what now? Doing what? They're expanding into the gourmet popcorn industry. Oh, shit. Wild, right? So our amazing partners at Miller Theaters actually sent us some samples this week to test out for you guys. Popcorn. Oh, shit. Let's go. Right? We have some popcorn. really excited about this. Okay, so... First up, which one should we do first? Yeah, I guess we'll just like someone opens and then you'll just like yeah. pour. Some so in. first one we got is cherry chocolate specialty popcorn. So that's mm. one with like a little bit, like a little bit of everything in there. So you got yeah, it's got chocolate drizzle on it. It's got uh, okay. cherry flavoring in it. Okay. Someone's car alarm is going. Someone's on. car alarm is going off. That's cool. a nice noise. All right, so we're just gonna 
Okay, so take I'm gonna take a bite. Here. Oh, okay, it's really sweet. I do like the sweetness. That is fire. It's very good. Wow. And you get a little bit of chocolate in there, too. Yeah, very, it's very sweet. And chocolatey. Chocolate kind of balances it out a little bit, I'd say. <laughs> like, you can taste a little, like, fruity texture a little bit. And, um... Yeah, no, that's good. Which one was very that? Very good. Cherry chocolate specialty. You know, All right, cherry chocolate good. specialty. All right, let's rate it out We're of 10. We're eating this after. Oh, right? we gotta rate yeah. it out of 10? I haven't eaten anything today, so... Mm, wait, no, we need to rate them afterwards. Rate them need... afterwards? Yeah, because yeah, then you got... Let's, okay. let's just rank them. There you go. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, let's do, uh, what's this one? Cinnamon Specialty Popcorn. This one was, I believe, named Mahomey Munch before an unfortunate game happened, so. Well, yeah. Hopefully it's better than the Chiefs and the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hopefully it's better than that game. <laughs> Dang, boy, you hungry? Right. Okay, so you can taste the cinnamon. You can taste the cinnamon. Um, it's not, like, overpowering like I've seen with some other cinnamon flavors. I definitely like it. It's very good. Tastes You know full. what? I'm actually a cinnamon popcorn hater, and this isn't oh, bad. Oh, it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I don't even like cinnamon popcorn. It's wow. I have to act like literally impressed. I'm not just like capping for the video. That's actually good. Yeah. Right. I'm genuinely impressed. All right. Next up we have Gimme S'more specialty popcorn. Oh. Like, oh, I'm like more. I told them beforehand I have a very easy favorite of which one I like the most. They're all amazing. Them? I've had all of them. Oh. I guess you. Um, yeah. That makes they're sense. They're all amazing. But there is. There's a couple. I know. think I know which one's going to be the winner. Just like yeah. holding this, yeah. I think this is the winner. We should do more stuff like this because I'm. This is good. This tastes amazing. Oh my god! So first off, there's, wow. there's like cereal in there. There's mushrooms. There's some little. Uh, oh, I'm so excited! You said mushrooms? <laughs> Not mushrooms. <laughs> Sorry. Some. Uh, uh, gosh, what are they called? Marshmallows. Marshmallows. marshmallows thank you. Um, there's some marshmallows in Start there. Start tripping out. <laughs> This popcorn's amazing. There's some marshmallows in there. You got the uh, cereal crunch bites, and then there's chocolate chunks in it as well, drizzled over it. Oh my god! Wow, that may be the best popcorn I've ever had. That's amazing. Um, and then finally we have cheesy specialty popcorn. You know, can't go wrong with cheese corn. Wow, I'm you enjoying cannot, this so much. You literally cannot. Wow. Thank you, sir. Oh my! Thank you, sir. I was not expecting this one to be this good. Actually, it's also just different from the other ones. I would say. Yeah, we're really hyping this popcorn. Like, I'm we're not like trying to hype it up for the yeah. I'm not front or anything. Like, this is actually fire. I've had like those like tins of popcorn, like the gour- like the luxury yeah, popcorn the you gourmet. get. Those are all. This is the best popcorn I've ever had. Wow. Miller's gourmet popcorn. That is. I'm like, not really that I'm, big of a tr- like the cheddar not, is definitely like my least favorite. But I'm saying it's it's definitely it's, is it actually your fire. least favorite? What? I like it, this one a lot. It's sure actually fire. it's my least, but it's but it's fire. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The best cheddar popcorn I actually I've ever really had. like this one. Right? The cinnamon one. All right, so we got to rank them. Um, let's do number four first. Number four. Wow. I'm gonna say the cinnamon. I'm sorry, cinnamon. It's not. This isn't like. Wow, cinnamon is so far below everything else. Yeah, it's all fire. It's gotta be cinnamon for me too at four, just because I'm not a big cinnamon popcorn fan. Mm-hmm. But like wow. the fact that I even liked it is very impressive. And then who's your four? I'll, yeah, I'll go, I'll go cheddar, but it's still fire. Cheddar, okay. So you're just wrong. Um, third, I have the cherry. It is very good, very sweet. I'm just not a big fruity guy, so you know it kind of lacks a little bit in there for me when it comes to the flavoring. But um, if you like cherry flavoring. Amazing. I agree yeah. with Caden. Um, it's very good. It just doesn't pack as strong as a punch to some of the other ones. Right. Like very great extreme flavors. It's very good though. It's very mm-hmm. good. I agree with Caden. 
Um, yeah, I put that as my third as well. You like cinnamon that much? I like it. Big cinnamon guy. Okay. Wow. Uh, my number two, the cheesy popcorn. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this one this much. Really? I lied. I enjoyed it a ton. I enjoyed it a lot. It's not over. Yeah, it's not overpowering. Most, it's different than the other ones. That is That's like what I like about it. Cheesy, like like Cheetos, like anything with like real cheese on it. They just like like get a giant bucket of cheese and just. Yep. I agree with Caden. Cheese popcorn is my number it's two. It's definitely it's, like it's light enough. I love cheese popcorn, and that's one of the best ones I've ever had. So, wow. you know, there's ones that's overpowering, but Miller Theaters did a good job, like keeping it the right ratio, so it's not too much. It's just enough. Well, this is a, we're, we're <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> this is the worst. We're mosh. This is the best popcorn ever had. This is great. I wasn't, then, just, I wasn't ready to enjoy popcorn. The first much. one, the runaway winner. Oh my god, it's not even close. S'mores, dude. Let me let me cop that s'mores again. <laughs> but once again, I want to reiterate the fact that there is a runaway winner among these at all. Here, here. Let me try to show the camera because I don't, I don't. You're not going to be able to hear me, but someone. Had, yeah, just like comprehend what's in there. You got the marshmallows. You have the little uh, crunches. You maybe see in some Chex Mix or something, you know. And there's chocolate drizzled yeah, it's on almost it. Almost like a Chex Mix of popcorn, but it's like like if anybody knows the s'mores like off-brand cereal, it's like that, but freaking popcorn with like real chocolate on it. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, so Miller Theater's gourmet popcorn for you guys. Um, this is coming soon. This wow. is not out yet, unfortunately. I know. Damn it, Caden. It'll be coming soon, though. Miller's Gourmet Popcorn from Miller Theaters. Okay, so I know we always hype up Miller Theaters, and that they're great fire. partners. We love them. Rightfully. You know, just everything we've done with them has been amazing. You know, going to their movies has been great. You know, great hospitality there. Obviously, you're ties to the, uh, to the business. I think it's hospitality. Not hostility. Did I did I say that? I meant hospitality. <laughs> yeah, they're the hostility. Hostile <laughs> They'll beat you up while you're watching the movie. No, they're very hosp- hospitable. There, there you go. go. Um, but honestly, this popcorn is probably the best popcorn I've ever like, had. Like I like, I wasn't ex- like I you know I was expecting to be like fair and not try to like overhype it, hype the ad. But wow. Yeah, because I wouldn't hype Here, something. We're gonna up have to, you guys to move this so care. we don't mosh like. Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, let's move. Let's, let's take this away. <laughs> but that was Miller Theater's gourmet popcorn. I haven't eaten today too, so coming out soon. And I'm so hungry. That was like too good. So anyway, thank you very much, Caden, for wow. doing that, and that thank fun. you, Miller Theaters. Seriously, go check them out, and you guys should be excited for this popcorn drop whenever it happens. Coming soon. Album. Whenever they drop it, you gotta go. Popcorn drop of the year, <laughs> by far. Okay, so moving on with the actual sports, the NHL had a very interesting weekend. So. You know, COVID year, the NHL kind of had a lot of issues with, like, getting the season put together. But all of a sudden, they were like, let's have an outdoor hockey game. Okay, they've, they've done that before. They can do that again, right? Interesting. Oh, they had it at Lake Tahoe, which is a beautiful outdoor landscape, lake, mountain range in Canada. Yep. It's really awesome. It, it's, like, sick. But I was like, why would they try something so different in a year where you probably just want to take things pretty conservative? Half, right. half the so there was two games. First off, um, the first game was Avalanche and Golden Knights. It was the Vegas Golden Knights' first outdoor game. Very cool. They had to postpone the game like six hours because of sun issues. Sun? Oh, yeah. It was too bright. It was <sighs> way too sunny. Black as the snow. It's like I'm in a year where half the games were postponed because of COVID. The last thing I need is them to be like, oh, "This sun," and I'm just like, "Oh my god, another." Yeah. And then the ice conditions for- were kind of shaky. Um, players were tripping all over the place. Nice. Wow. Wasn't a great look for the NHL. They had it at night. It looked better. 
the ice was probably a lot better yeah. since the temperature went down. I feel like that should have just been the plan from the beginning. Yeah. Like a prime so, time thing? For sure. And they moved the game the next day tonight as well. It's just... It was such a cool idea. And then to see, like, weather issues come up. And then also the Flyers, who were in the second game, half their team was missing due to COVID. Mm. Oh, rough. It's just... Rough day. An amazing event, but it wasn't put together popcorn as it me. just should be. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I got popcorn. I would say this is a good year to, you know, if you want to try something weird out, yeah. you can just blame it on COVID. Look at the NBA. We wanted to do something outdoors, so we tried this. It didn't work out very well, but you know, COVID. Yeah, you can get yeah, just you know COVID like that's you know. Yeah, I mean, look at the NBA. They tried you know the Bucks new. beat the Chiefs. COVID. So I titled this segment yeah. NHL. I titled it NHL L question mark because, like you said, you know they tried something new, and honestly, it's rumored that they're gonna keep trying to do this, like take iconic scenic hockey locations, like amazing ponds that that they play hockey on, mm-hmm. and have games there. Which is really cool. It's you know really back to the roots of the game. It's really neat to see that kind of stuff, and also just having a sport with like a beautiful backdrop. Like let me pull up a picture and I can show you. I think anytime you can kind of spice something up like that, like I don't think you can really do that in the NFL. I think the NBA has some room for that, but I mean mm-hmm. hockey has plenty of room to do something like that. So that is a cool feature to try something like that. Yeah, and I definitely see what they're going for. Here's the view from the goalie crease, Caden. You can kind of look over. <laughs> you got mountains in the background. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, come on, it's it's sick. But Looks and sick. you can kind of see the sun issue right here. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I'll put it in. The, yeah, yeah. Just look up Lake Tahoe later. I could see yeah. where they were coming from, but it was too warm. Yeah, they weren't in the Midwest. That was their issue. So yes, if they were in the exactly. Midwest. It would have been cold enough. Yeah, it would have been like negative two, and then sixty the following yeah. week. Yeah, or Texas. It could have been in Texas too. Which, ironic that it would have been better in Texas than in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Anyway, so, just a really interesting weekend for the NHL. Like, I can't decide if this was a success or a fail. A little bit of both. Little guy's on the floor. Picture little guy. I would chalk it up as, like, they tried it, it didn't work, they'll make it better for next year, it'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I do this hope they This is the year to try stuff. I, w- I would love to see more sports. Oh, dude, he is just not. I would love to see more sports do this kind of thing. Um, I remember like a couple years ago, and like it probably was like actually like ten years ago, the NCAA had like their basketball game against North North Carolina, Michigan State on an aircraft carrier. I remember that. That was sick. Yeah, that was awesome. I would love to see more professional sports leagues do that kind of thing. Yeah, they're just experiment. Yeah. Whenever you said, whenever you said carrier, I thought of like uh, an Avengers, the giant shield thing floating in the sky, yes, and I was like, how they play out there? Well, that's really Every impressive. time I took a shot and I just. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so actually playing well, cause like, on the Avengers. Like wrestling, they do a lot of stuff like that. Like wrestling is, I mean, you know, they obviously it makes more sense for wrestling, but they they'll, they'll go yeah, they'll wrestle in like islands and stuff. Yeah, and like go MMA. to like like uh, like army like camps and do. This. So yeah. I think they should do more stuff like that. Yeah, I'd love to see that kind of stuff. All right, moving on. NBA. So the All Star starters were announced, and while I pull that up, they are announcing the All Star reserves tonight at six thirty Central Time. So we're kind of gonna we're gonna give our thoughts on our like locks for reserves kind of guys who we really think should be all-stars and they may or may not get in tonight so we'll see um if talon's editing at the time or if you know if you still need to edit probably will be okay so he will probably put the actual reserves and kind of yeah that kind of thing so let me pull up the actual all-star starters um i know there's been a lot of talk about like the whole dame and Luka yeah i mean thing. that's the that's the big debate yeah. so Okay, what are your thoughts? Um, I kind of got into it with Talon a little bit. I mean, just like t- talked about it. Um, 
I was big on, I think Dame probably should have been in over Luca. I don't get me wrong. I understand why people are saying Luca. I mean, he's balling out. His stats are better than Dame's. Um, but I mean, if you just go for eye test and you're kind of watching which of these guys are doing more for their team, having a larger impact and actually leading their team to victories, that's an area Luca is vastly losing out on, which don't get me wrong. His team is not where it was last year. Um, but I mean, Dame's team isn't there either. It's not like Dame's playing with a bunch of all-stars right now. I mean, they're all injured and he's still winning games. So, um, obviously I see why they picked Luca, but you know, even when Luca comes out and says, you know, they probably should pick Dame over me. I think that kind of speaks volumes. Luca's having a great year and by any means, is this like wrong that Luca's a starter? No, it's just, you know, to have a guy who's top three in MVP, yeah, that's the other thing. It was the Bradley Beal thing where you're like, how is he averaging 34 and not make the All-Star But game? Yeah. my thing is, is Bradley Beal is in top five in MVP conversation. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I meant last it, year. It, it just sucks to see a guy who's being mentioned for MVP and a guy who's just been on an absolute tear carrying a team that should not be winning basketball games. The GM should be kissing Dame's, like, shoe. like For saving his bowing. job? Yeah, like... It's crappy Adidas that, shoes. That team is not well put together. That team is not a... Especially in the West. Are you kidding me? There's no reason that team should be even yeah, the in the playoffs. Yeah, the fact that he's 18 and 12 in the West is insane. Absolutely bonkers. And they're so, what? The four seed? Five seed? Fifth. Fifth, yeah. Fifth um, yeah, I mean, I was a big... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why everybody's mad that Dame's not starting guy. Um, I'm a, I'm a lot more... Dame, I'm a lot more going to Dame deserves it. Um, I, I honestly think, um, it it just depends on what you value. Um, I will say, people act like Lucas' team has been that good this year. I mean, Chris Stops, he's averaging twenty and a half, eight rebounds, not bad stats, but forty seven percent shooting and thirty five from three. Chris Stops has not had a good year, and he's played seventeen games. Oh, this is kind of like off topic but have you heard about Kristaps maybe to the Warriors yeah trade rumors yeah, there yeah I mean the, the Mavs aren't happy with what they're seeing and you know um, so I mean it's not like the Mavs had great team you know a great team this year either but if you're gonna value team success Dame deserves to be in there um, Dame yeah. for what he's had to carry I'll be okay with that um, and I understand it's a different scenario but and honestly the Wizards have been picking up steam now but from the time that they voted Bradley Beal's team won. It's been hot garbage. Uh, it's been hot garbage. And it doesn't help that James Harden, even before the trade, was the best point guard in the East. Yeah. And, I mean, he's averaging, he's been, I don't know what he's averaging now, but at the time, I think, he was averaging Harden like. Harden starting? No. I thought he was starting they should have th- The Nets should have three starters. Kyrie, nope. It's Kyrie, Beal, KD, Giannis, Embiid. This sounds really weird, but I almost feel like Durant shouldn't be starting out of the three of them. And I want to attribute that to yeah, I mean, just his played, injuries yeah, and the fact games. that Kyrie's having an insane season. You know, he should retire. Um, and James Harden, the guy that everyone thought was going to get brought to the team and cause all the issues because he wanted the ball too much, is averaging the most assists in the league right now. Yeah, and looks like maybe the best point guard in the league. Yeah, it just it's hard to put out because Kevin Durant's only played 19 games, but when, yeah, when he's in, he's averaging 29 a game. Yeah, it's hard, though. I mean, 19 games for an all-time. On 50%. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's why, you know, so it's, it's a little hard. To wrap up the All-Star starters conversation, I'll just leave this little tad bit. In his last four games, Damian Lillard's Damian Lillard is averaging 36 points a game and 12 and a half assists. 
This dude's mad. Definitely ball. Yeah, Dame can is... We, can, can the NBA learn to stop pissing off Yeah, Damian Dame's Lillard? the best pissed off. It's like him, LeBron. There's a couple people that you piss off. And they're just like beast mode. Yeah. Like Westbrook for a couple years when you pissed him off. Drop a 50-point triple-double. Well, Westbrook now, you know, he just you know beat the Lakers. <sighs> Dude, people act like Westbrook did something. <laughs> he, was, he got a layup. I know Westbrook can score layups. Yeah, I saw He's getting buckets. I saw LeBron, LeBron just like I saw, I saw LeBron them. got a cool layup too to tie the game and should have taken the lead, but I saw he but missed, he missed free throw. throw. Yeah, he did. Mm. Lakers are garbage. You guys should sell everyone. Trey, Le- Trey LeBron. Wow. Jeff and Gundy was right. <laughs> LeBron's the issue. All right, moving on. Thoughts on the reserves. Obviously, there's one reserve I'm a lot more partial to, so I'll get that out of the way. Demontis Sabonis is an all-star. Let me look up his stats. Go ahead. I've heard a lot about that. Yeah, I, I'd yes agree. No, I'm just, I'm just... It, it is an absolute all-star Aren't they great? season. They are amazing. Is Mike Conley the other guy everyone's kind of like, Ooh, he should be I've one? I've seen Mike Conley up there. Donovan Mitchell's honestly... DeMontis is averaging... Kind of a little bit through. Is, yeah. He's averaging 21.5 and, and 11.6 and 5.7. Assists. So he's averaging 21 and a half, 12 and 6. Talk to him. That's amazing. Look at it, look. 71% from three throw line, which isn't fantastic, but it's not bad from for a big center. man. Yeah. 35% from three. So we can stretch it out a little bit. And 50, 52%, really 53% from the field. That's great stats. Last year, he was a little bit more of like the, the kind of, you know, lower tier, Chris Middleton kind of all star. He's yeah. averaging, what, like 18? Yeah, 18 and 12, which still gets stats, but bringing it up to 21 and a half, those, those are all-star numbers. Those Now I feel really confident, yeah, he should be an all-star, for, yeah. especially, especially in the East. Also, he now has seven triple-doubles, which is the Pacers' record. Yeah, no, DeMontis, especially, yeah. I mean, being without a star, like a scorer, too, so, I mean, the focus is on him, and he's not a scorer. Another guy I'm really serious about is Julius Randle. Julius Randle needs to He's be kind of the same thing, really. Their stats are very similar. Yeah, they're similar. very similar players. Uh, Julius Randle's a little bit more of a... He can space the floor a little bit better, but DeMontis is way better than the post. Julius Randle's shooting like... From 41 f- from three. Wow. 80 from the line. He's averaging 23, 11, and five and a half. Yeah, Oof. pretty similar numbers. I mean, yeah, just like his numbers are like like this much better. Like this much. Wow. The, I mean, so, yeah, yeah I both those players the, are the I, Both of them should definitely be in the All-Star game. What are your guys' locks? Uh, yeah, uh, Zach Levine, guys. Like, That's a good let's lock. not let's not Bradley Beal this again, guys. Th- this guy, let's see, let me let me pull up. I don't I, I know what he's averaging, but let's pull up. This guy is averaging twenty eight point six a game on fifty one percent shooting and forty three and a half from the field and eighty six from the line. Like, sure, he I know he's not winning, but Bradley Beal is starting, and I know they've won a couple games now, but when they voted. They hadn't. So, if Bradley Beal is your starter, Zach Levine should at least be in there. And it's not even like it's empty numbers. This dude closes every game for the Bulls. Every game. Except that Sixers game, because he shot like ass the whole game. (laughs) But, I mean, they're not a good team, sure, but I'm not going to just sit idly by and watch. And it's not even like, when you watch the games when Zach Levine plays, he looks like an all-star. Like he's pulls up from three, he's dunking on dudes. He he looks like an all star. He plays like an all star, and he is an all star. A guy who and he needs to be in the game because like someone opened to Zach. That's what we need. My uh, Western Conference picks would probably be like Paul George. Definitely needs to be up there. He's having a really efficient great he, year. What's, what's he average? And then a guy who I wish would was up there, and it really kind of bums me that he's not gonna be Shea. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about just an all-star and, like, just 
having such a good season. Like, yeah, the numbers probably aren't good enough for, like, an all-star, but what he's doing with OKC is outstanding. It's just the West is the guards. He's averaging 23 a game, five boards, six and a half assists, shooting 50 from the field, 40 from three. I mean, he's getting the best defender on the other team. He is playing with a bunch of bums. If Lou Dortch, your second best offensive option, we thought they were going to be terrible this year. Yeah, and we they're like, not. Oh my God. They're and they're not. Which which is just absolutely insane. It's so funny because like four years, I've ever since Katie left, I was like Thunder. You guys, you guys like were so privileged because you know you're an expansion team. Expansion, not really an expansion, but kind of. And you're supposed to be crap when you have a new. When you're a city and you have a new team. And then they get KD and Westbrook. And I'm like, finally, you guys are going to get your due. You're going to have to go through the shitty years. And then it's like, oh, Westbrook carried them to the playoffs. And it's like, oh, then they have Paul George. Oh, then Chris Paul. Oh, well, now you're going to be bad with Chris Paul. Nope. <laughs> and then Chris Paul leaves. And I'm like, okay, now. Nope. I mean, there's bad, but. Like, yeah, they're 12 and 19, but that roster. But I thought they were, I thought it was going to be like 76ers, Bobcats of like the early 2000, like 2010s. You think their GMs ever just like, can you guys just suck one year? Like, I've put this crappy roster together to get better That's all right. They have, like, 30 million Yeah, they have a, a thousand picks. picks. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. So it's going to work out. So th- those are mine. Caden, what about your locks for the reserves? Um, I have one, and this is going to be an atrocity. Ben Simmons. Defensive player of the year right now. I think that's pretty okay. fair to say. Well, who else? We'll get to that. Okay. Um, went toe-to-toe with LeBron and Dame. I said this last week in the lost portion <laughs> The lost tapes. Um, uh, he's We're not kidding. He's popcorn's in, good, dude. This popcorn's so good. Um, he's improved significantly since last year, and you know I think part of that has to do with um, adding Daryl Morey. You added Doc Rivers. You've added a couple more shooters. I think Seth Curry was a great addition. He really fits his role a lot better. Yeah, team. exactly. And he's really doing a lot better with the screens and really just trying to find his place. I think. Um, and also, Joel's gotten in the paint, which I don't know why he hasn't been doing. Yeah, Joel to, actually being in the paint is pretty kind of cool. It's just, since, yeah, you know, other players on the team can shoot three. Well, yeah. the problem was is you you already have Ben and Joel, which is already like a, a weird mess, fit. But then you were like, oh, let's get Al Horford and Josh Richardson. Right, that, that's the move for us to make, Elton Brand. But then you know, obviously you Jimmy, that didn't really fit either. Obviously, he's only playing well because Joel's on the team, right? Uh no, he just dropped forty-two on a former Defensive Player of the Year against the best team in the league. So, best record, sorry. Don't get it twisted, Nets fans. Um, yeah, so Ben Simmons for All-Star. I love I'm that. Okay um, and we'll, I'll kind of you know share my thoughts on He should be a Draymond later. Green All-Star this year. All right, so is that our, are we good on reserves? Are we ready to get to the stock market? One thing, especially market, just because the East guards aren't very good. East actually, the East bigs are really good. The East bigs, like the front court's fire. But the, the guards, East guards aren't that good. Besides Kyrie, Harden, and Beal, it Drops. Ends yeah, like Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Jalen Brown's pretty good. Trey. And then, yeah, after that, yeah. like Fred's up there. Like, come on. Come on. Fred's Fred Van Vliet. Come, come on. on. He does make some crazy shots sometimes, though. All right, stock market. All stuff X. My buys. I got a couple buys this week. Miles is defense player of the year. <laughs> As Caden just said, someone else is defense player of the year. Um, you know, to start my argument, I'm going to go with why Rudy Gobert is not defense player of the year. It's not Rudy at all. It's, Talk to it, him. Can't, it cannot be Rudy. After Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. After that Ben Simmons game, when Ben Simmons, who has very little offensive, you know, range. So it's not like, oh, well, you know, he was guarding a technically point guard. So he probably just shot, you know, the ball a lot. No, he probably beat him at the paint. He beat him in the post. 
That's where Rudy plays. So, like, dude, and then after the game, Ben Simmons said he was, like, disrespected when Rudy was matching him. And I'm sorry, if you're, if someone says they're disrespected that you're guarding them, you're not defense player of the year. I don't care what else you do, you're not defense player of the year. The moment someone says, oh, dude, this bum's guarding me, you're not, you're not, you're not depoy. There's no way. That's literally like the opposite. If someone's like, <laughs> that's the opposite. This, this motherfucker sucks. I'm going to go crazy on him. You're not a depoy. I'm Especially sorry. Especially because it's not, it's not even like Steph Curry was like, oh, well, I can bring him out to the perimeter and shoot. Ben Simmons' game is in yeah, the paint. It wasn't even a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not even like, oh. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so seeing him just get absolutely balled up on. I'm sorry. Ben, ben Simmons and Miles Turner are the two guys for me. For Depoy, and will I be mad if Ben wins it? No, because Ben's a great defender. He does. It's apples to oranges. Yeah, and his game's not comparable. But if Rudy Gobert w- w- wins over Miles, when Miles has better stats in all of Rudy Gobert's categories, I'd be mad. Wait, please tell me Rudy's not being considered. Yeah, Ru- Rudy's number one right now. Oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Ben Simmons got 42 on him. You're not Depoy. Why is there this thing in the media where people just want to vote in the guy from last year every year? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like with Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt. So anyway, let's go to Miles Turner. So, Miles Turner, three and a half blocks a game, career high, first in the NBA, absolute baller. Come on, talk to him. One, one, one seal a game. It's one point one, so I kind of was like trying to phrase that. But one seal a game as a center, pretty impressive, pretty impressive. Yeah, eighty-two points saved at the rim. That's first in the NBA. You know, who's second. Who? Rudy Gobert with how many? You ask. How Sixty. Many? Oh. Wow. Twenty-two point difference. Come on. That is- Come on. Quit cool playing. Oh. Oh, but Nate, you know what else is pretty important with centers and hey, deep Nate, boy? you know what else is pretty important with centers and deep boy? Shots contested at the rim. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 270 from Miles Center. That that's pretty say. good. It's mm-hmm. pretty solid. You know how many okay. Rudy has? 242. Way less. Way less. Booty cheeks. I know Rudy's getting way more minutes. And Miles missed two games. Hey, has Miles let up? 42 points at all this year? No, he is not. Well, then he's not defense even player and of the year. 12, like 12 assists. Apparently, that's the only criteria you have to meet to win and, defense player of the year. And Monsignor did not start the COVID outbreak in the NBA, so there's that, too. Oh. oh wow, we're bringing that back. <laughs> we're bringing that almost back. Almost a year ago today. We're, on, we're almost, almost there. Almost a year ago. This like, day in sports. <laughs> like, Ru- Rudy wasn't defending nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> it's not the mic. All, it's that, not himself. That virus walked right by. <laughs> and in all seriousness, the I virus know, got to the cup. <laughs> in all seriousness, I know I'm a Pacers Ooh, fan. I'm a little bit biased. But look at the stats. They won't lie to you. And honestly, just watch the game. Just watch it. That's too funny. Like, dude, I'm telling you, we Monster missed two games this year. We looked terrible defensively those games. That's the huge thing. Is When you can, like, see when a guy is not there and you're like, wow, we're playing, like, shit defensively. Like, like if you can literally look at the problem and it's like, oh, what's our problem in this game? Interior defense? And we're missing Miles Turner? It's kind of a pretty good pretty sign. Easy, yeah, pretty easy yeah. way to just look at it and be like, oh, hey. So that's my pick. Obviously, the Ben Simmons one, not mad about. It's, yeah, it's a great defender. You can't compare them. And they're not comparable. But if Rudy Gobert wins, when Miles Turner has better stats in all of Rudy Gobert's best categories, I think I'll be mad. Outside of the Pacers bias, the fact that you just picked a Pacers center and was like, hey, his stats are way better. Why is Rudy even being considered for defensive player of the yeah. year? Talk to him. Yeah, I mean, there really was no bias there. All right. Yeah. So there you go. That I'm buying that. That's a, that's a pretty good buy. I would do it. I would, I would make that buy in real life. I'm mm. going to put some money down on it. I don't okay. know. It would be okay. a good one. My other buys, the Nets, Raptors. Look, the East is just dog. 
they're they're pretty rough this year, man. I mean, no one in the East is really doing well. There is a couple. There is three. There's four teams in my bad. There's four teams in the NBA with a win streak over three games. It is the Magic and Wizards. Who cares about those guys? Mm. And then it's the Raptors and Nets. So obviously these, these picks are kind of easy for me. The Nets, obviously, you know we talk, we've talked about them enough. They're looking like they're getting to the swing of things. Their defense has actually been great over this last stretch. They just swept the entire Pacific Division. Oh, and KD hasn't played like. The oh, last and KD's five not games. playing. So wow. Oof. And then so let's talk more about the Raptors. The Raptors after their atrocious start, they finally are the Raptors again. Really interesting tablet here. They actually play way better when Kyle Lowry's not there. I saw that. Aren't they like twelve and zero or something? Yeah, they're like dummy good when he's not there, and like they're very mediocre when he's there. So we could see a Kyle Lowry trade coming up. There was a huge conversation with that a couple years ago when I think it was twenty seventeen when Kawhi didn't play with the Spurs. They were like eleven and zero or twelve and zero. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. I definitely do think we'll see a Kyle Lowry trade either at the deadline or this offseason. I'm willing to willing to bet a lot of money on that. Well, I would say it doesn't happen this season. It they could get some games. good pieces back for him. I mean, it depends on like how serious are you about this season. That's what yeah. it comes down well, to. Well, you know, the Raptors, they're 7-3 in the last 10. I mean, they're right now in the thick of things in the they're East. They're, I mean, they're fifth in the East right now. Very well could have just been an adjustment to playing. I mean, they're playing in Tampa. People kind of forget about that. But they're for not, sure. They're not for playing sure. in Toronto. And, it's not, and almost all their players are new. Or not new. There, there are none of them are new. Like, there's really none new players. It's the same lineup. So, I mean, lots of these guys are used to playing in Toronto, and maybe that was just an adjustment. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so for my cells, I'm selling Meek Mill. <laughs> so, uh, Meek Mill had a lyric leak in a song that he's dropping, apparently. Whatever. He sucks. I hate him. <laughs> the lyric says, yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. Wow. Wow, so that's just not cool. Referencing Kobe's death in a rap song. That's just not a cool way to get the ratings up. Meek. Not a, not a cool way to do things. Again, especially being from Philly. Oh, and then, yeah, for sure. And then Vanessa Bryant, the widow of Kobe Bryant. That's who you want hitting you up. Yeah, screenshotted the lyric and posted it on her story and said, Dear at, me, dear at Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I'm not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you're a fan, fine. There's better to way. There's better ways to show your admiration for my husband. Mm. And then, oh man, it can't get any worse, right? It Meek can't Mill, get any worse. I can't. Oh, then he tweeted out, and it's rumored to be a response. I don't know for sure. I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouth, but he tweeted this afterwards. He said, "I'm going back savage in this shit. <laughs> Fuck your feelings in this shit." And he doubled down. He doubled down. He, I don't know if this is I, the place to double down. Uh, yeah, it's the. That's like, you could have so easily been like, uh, you know, you kind of just misheard me, like misinterpreted it. I wasn't really taking it as like a shot. I'm sorry. And then no, he was like, Nah, he I said like, what I said. He was like, Yeah, I said what I said. Like, like bro, he just supersized me. He just supersized his shitty lyric. Meek, what are you going here for, man? Like, oh man, Meek's a savage. You just don't even care. You're attacking Kobe Bryant, yeah. which is like... I guess he just wants to look like the uh, worst person Meek, in the world. I know it's you... like going in church and saying, man, this Jesus guy is like, whack. Like, for real. For, like, I don't know. I'm sure you know basketball, Meek, and you know that Kobe... I'm sure you've heard of Kobe Bryant. a legend. Like, he literally is Jesus-like to his fan base. That's the last guy. Hey, I can tell you Bro- what's not going to happen. Fa- LeBron fans 
Bronsexuals are bad. I'm one of them. Still not as intense as Kobe fans. Kobe fans are different. I can tell you now, there's probably a lot of people in LA who will not be listening to his next album. I am. Or Philly, or everywhere. Meek Mill, you're trash, bro. Garbage. It was like right when Meek's coming back, you know? It's like, oh. Right when he came back out of jail, everyone was happy for him. Yeah, him and Drake were cool. That was kind of neat to see for a minute. Yeah, they were at a concert together. Um, The Eagles like used Meek Mill's song as like their hype song for the Super Bowl run. And then now Meek Mill did this. It's like, dude, you finally... You, you were... found a way to get canceled about talking about a basketball player. Dude, come on. Okay, and then my actual cells. I got, I got three. Two of them are in the same boat. They're just garbage Western Conference teams that are playing garbage. Kings and Rockets, both huge losing streaks. It will probably change by the time this podcast goes up, but at the current time, the Kings have lost seven in a row and the Rockets have lost eight. Yikes. That's easy cells for me. Just take what you can from them. And then my actual real cell, the Celtics. When you have some injury issues, Marcus Smart hasn't been healthy. You're 15 and 15. You're four and six in your last 10. And then the chef's kiss of it all. Danny Ainge, their president of basketball operations, said their team is not good. We talk about this privately, but like, why going to come out and say that? Like, why, why in a season where you're 15 and 15? Like, yeah, I know, like it's a little bit underwhelming, but you're a you're a half game back from the four seed, and you're. Two and a half games back from the third seed. Like I get what he was trying to say is like he was trying to like be like, oh, put it on. Me. Yeah, he was trying to take the blame, like, but be the be the higher man. But like that was just now your roster just feels alienated, and also like sure they're probably missing a couple good role players, but your roster isn't that bad. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both averaging twenty six points a game, and Kemba Walker, and whenever he comes, and uh, Kemba, we, I just he's been so no, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, it's. Okay, very but also underwhelming. Well, and actually, we talked about this privately. Maybe the real reason is that Brad Stevens is not a good head coach. We talked about this, like you know, it seems like they always have underwhelming issues. But I, like, I really thought about it yesterday. Isaiah Thomas goes off. You trade him. Okay, you get Kyrie Irving. Before Boston, he was great. In Boston. He was a drama case and sometimes dog shit and injured all the time. And it was just a mess. Then leaves. Now he's in Brooklyn and they're the best team probably in the NBA. Okay. Gordon Hayward. He was great. He got injured. He came back. He was ass. He's going off in the Hornets right now. What? What? What's wrong? Like, what's... Kemba Walker. Great. Celtics. Now you'd rather have Terry Rozier. But, like, for real. And Terry Rozier is on the Hornets playing better. Yeah. On the Kemba's team. How was that possible, Brad? Brad, figure it out. I don't know what it is about the Celtics that just doesn't isn't working. Is it just like, oh, let's just build around Jason Tatum no. and it's not working? It's because, it's because their whole patience thing is like, it, it didn't work out. You could have traded for Kawhi the same year the Raptors did. They won the championship. They, it was rumored that they were going to trade for Miles Turner this year. Could have made any other move. Miles Turner is now a defense it's, player of the year candidate. You could have traded for AD. You didn't. You could have. The Lakers won the championship. You could have traded for Kawhi. Raptors won the championship. It's teams that are willing to make moves. Sure, Jalen Brown's great. You know who's better? Exactly. Guys that bring you chips. Like yeah, those those guys are guys right before somebody who can bring you a chip. I see where they're coming from. They want to develop into the team that's going to win the chip, and but you're seeing. 
teams oh sell out to win the what chip. And so... you can't you can't beat these teams who are selling out consistently by building up your own base. And that sucks. That really sucks. That the league is moving in this direction. But if you want to win a chip now, you have to sell you out have to for sell... four years and mortgage your future. I just had the best realization ever. Is that for five goddamn years? We sat here and said, Danny Ainge is so smart because look how he fleeced the Brooklyn Nets because of all the picks that he took and how patient they were with all those picks. And in 2021, now the Brooklyn Nets have three all-stars. It doesn't matter how bad of a situation. They were scared. The, the Celtics were scared to go in the Brooklyn Nets territory of what they became. This dog shit organization, no future, no picks, no players, just nothing. Four years later, the Nets have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden and are probably the best team in the NBA. So it doesn't matter with your pick-hoarding ass. I don't know why we just went off in the Celtics, but Jesus Christ, guys. All right. So it's my irritating. buys. Um, Celtics are trash. I'm buying the Nets. Nate kind of went into this. Uh, they're 11-2 and two against teams over 500. They just swept the entire Pacific Division. Uh, they have two MVP candidates, nearly three if KD had played enough games. And they still might get Andre Drummond. I hate those Celtics so much. You just got me, like, frizzing up on my right? Celtics hate. So the Nets. <laughs> so the Nets. Um, yeah, they're the best team. I'm sorry, Talon. I'm okay with that. Um, you thought Jazz might have something to say about that. Yeah, but in the lost tapes, um, I think they might peak out. Obviously, they have not yet. But they don't have the star power that's even close. I don't know. I think they screamed to me a little bit better than Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks 2015. They just, they're the same yeah. energy. No, I know. Atlanta I mean, Hawks I, won 60 games. I was games. just bringing up the discussion. Uh, that's fair. Right. I mean, it's fair. Um, you could say the Lakers, but with AD being injured now, it's kind of like, it's going to be hard for the Lakers, right? I mean, if they finish with a top three seed, I think that would be, you know, a really good thing for them because as soon as they get AD back, it doesn't matter, but it's how many games are we going to lose over this period of time now? Um, my hold are the Suns contending. I said this about two weeks ago and I am feeling oh so good about it now. And you want to know yeah. why, guys? They are 10 and 2 in their last 12 games. Um, Devin Booker is averaging 33 points a game. That was the only thing that was holding them back. And who said that? Um, Bully. He's also shooting 56% overall. Holy shit. Just overall. And uh, their team chemistry has been absolutely nutty. I think everyone's really happy they got Chris Paul. You know, DeAndre Ayton has really fit well going into the season. You know, ever since the suspension last year, I think he's been doing a lot better. If Chris Paul can do anything, he can make a big good. He Dude, can make a big good. I don't think Chris Paul gets enough credit as like a really good floor raiser I think he's, he I think he's starting to. I think this yes. year, everyone, especially last year, but now with the combination of this year, which is just a repeat of last year. I mean, year. you're almost turning him into a championship team. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of nutty to watch yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, myself. Him and Doc Rivers, same person. Really? One of them plays basketball. Floor raisers like a mother. Oh, yeah. Imagine both of them. Maybe the best not championship team ever. <laughs> <laughs> like the Clippers. Oh, my God. The team <laughs> Wait, they, <were> what? <laughs> they played together. Why was I like... <laughs> Wait, both of you just had that vote? Guys, come on. I'm sorry. On, that was on. so stupid. <laughs> I'm not the NBA guy in the room. The two NBA guys were like, wow, they imagine. They really played together for like five years. Imagine, like, imagine if they played together. Imagine Doc Rivers and Chris Ball on the same team. What a wild concept. And, I, <laughs> and they j- were. <laughs> I, jokingly, <laughs> I jokingly was like, oh, you know, Clippers a few years ago, right? They Ha-ha. literally were the team that I was joking about that they would be. 
Oh my god. Okay. That's embarrassing. Um, I am hardcore selling the NBA refs because Adam Silver, oh, yes. for all the credit he gets, is absolutely butchering it right now. Can um, we start finding refs? Please? Yeah, dude. Like, where'd they go? Yes. Um, JJ Redick. Here's a few examples. Let's just give these. JJ Redick tossed a ball to a ref, um, rolled it on the ground. He kind of did like the spin thing where you like throw it at an angle and it bounces up to him perfectly. Yeah. Kind of like a fun. Yeah. So he's giving the ball back to the ref. I, he I got thrown out of the game because obviously that was an aggressive, hostile act. Um, next up, we have the Donovan walkback three from either last night or the night before. But Donovan Mitchell oh, yeah. um, was so pivoting and then took two steps back to the three point line <laughs> and shot a three. And then we just acted like. It didn't happen. The announcers were so confused. The refs were not because the, they're just the Hornets announcers. They were like, "That's a that's a travel." Of course. of course. Side note: the Hornets announcers just getting all this love now for how yeah, amazing everyone, they are. Like everyone's realizing. Yeah. In the lost tapes of the tailgaters, um, that they were one of my buys. So um, I just add them. James Harden's offensive foul, which the irony, right? Um, against uh, Kawhi oh, no, for no. the game winner. No, that was Kawhi. It was Kawhi against Harden. Ah, okay. Um, and then they're rewarding flopping. That was, that yeah. was terrible. Andre or not Andre? I don't blame the players for flopping. It's the same thing with like Trey Young and Luca. What they're doing with the fi- I don't blame them for doing that because if you're in the NBA and your your paycheck is by how much like how well you're doing, yeah, do everything you can. Right. Which, <laughs> and then you start talking about uh, Draymond Green's foul out at the end of a game. Um, for what yeah, reason? Received, received double texts. That's pretty rough. And I then, mean, I will say he he was he was wild one, but like he probably deserved. But a like, bit. but you're gonna give him two texts on the but end of a on, game. Hold on, but hold on. Here's the best one. Oh, Terry Rozier hit a game winner after five, taking five steps. Like five which seconds later. You're not gonna. I get it. You don't want to call that because it's a game winner. But why do you call that with the technicals? Yeah. So exactly. you need to call it one way if you're gonna call it the other way. I think you're seeing all these examples now where they're just. They want players to kind of work within the space they work with, if that makes sense. Like with James Harden's step back, everyone has been debating for years, oh, is it a travel? Is it whatever? That makes the game more fun. That's fine. Who cares? It's traveling. But when you have guys like stepping back while they're holding the ball to shoot threes, I mean, guys, come on. this, this We're just getting away from the up, game at this point. Like, bro, I can't. I remember a couple years ago, it was a huge game between the Rockets and the and the Warriors. You might, be, you might remember what I'm talking about. And Kevin Durant, dead ass... I'll pull the I'll put the clip up on the video. Kevin Durant dead ass has his two of his feet on the out of bounds, like mm-hmm. like not even like on the line. Lines right here, his feet are like here. And he throws the ball back. And he throws the ball back in. Steph Curry ends up hitting a shot. Harden actually ended up hitting a game winner that game. But that was a crazy game winner. But it's just like like we need to start holding these guys accountable. Like sure, I know refs make mistakes, but players make mistakes you know, and they get fined for it. Why and, can't we review stuff like that? And when, so, hold on, let me, let, let oh, me, right. let me, let me throw right. this up here. So like the J.J. Redick one, you know, why can't, <laughs> why can't they review that? Why? Yeah, why? Why can't Like, they oh, we can review all the other fouls. It's oh, dude, also, sorry, side note to interrupt, but the reviews, so out of hand at the end of games, the NBA, it's so hard to watch the last like five minutes. Yeah, they review stuff that's so simple. But then they won't review, like, a game-winning call yeah. for a travel. Why can't you review? And, like, it's the same thing with the PIs in the NFL. It's like, why can you review that, but you can't review this? And I understand to a certain extent, like, well, you can definitely see some is just like a kind of... But, like, in a game-changing tech or something where someone got ejected for giving the ball to the ref? Wow. 
That's insane. I yeah. I, I just, love the NBA so much, but seeing shit like this just grinds my gears, man. Cause the, I want this to be the best sport in the world, and so seeing something so dumb affect the game just it's just <clears throat> it frustrates me. It's, I get it. We're going into the get it right era. It's a fiery episode. I mean, we've been in the get it right era for like five years now with every sport where they just want to get the call absolutely perfected. Yeah. You know, I think there's something to be said where that's fine most of the time. But sometimes I just feel like the let them play either goes out of hand or it doesn't exist yeah, at all. Yeah, we don't know where to go with it. And yeah. there just needs to be some consistency among the refs. There like, needs to be some accountability because you find the players for saying stuff, but you won't find the refs for not officiating the game the right way. Yeah, they, they get off scot-free, and it's all about situation for me. Like, I was mad when Chris Jones was getting, was getting um, what's, I can't think, um, oh my God, excessive... What, what was Chris Jones he got called? taunting Taunt, yeah thank you taunting I don't know why I'm blanking Chris Jones was getting taunting in the Super Bowl and I'm fine with taunting in a regular season but it's the Super Bowl it's the same thing it's like it's five seconds left in the game are you gonna call that in that scenario mm-hmm. I know refing is supposed to be all oh, it's all it's all the same time so it doesn't matter but it, it does to me it does the situation matters like I I agree that they never call a foul on a three point shot when there's the last shot of the game they never do because they don't want to be that guy they you, you, you don't want to call a cheap, touchy-touchy foul on the last shot of the game. And then the other team, everyone's just mad. So, the situation matters a lot for me. And if J.J. Reddick's getting a tech for spinning the ball to In the fourth quarter of a game. And it's so Which, disappointing because Adam Silver really gets put on this pedestal where he belongs of being this great commissioner, really listening to the fans. But it's just such an out-of-touch concept to him. It's so yeah. out of the realm of what fans want it's i understand why people say it's hard to watch games at the end because of some of the stuff we see on a regular basis players don't help because all they do is complain all god dang but they are allowed to within the rules they're given no i know but i'm just saying it's probably the reason because they're just getting sick of people saying stuff so they give them text but that's not your job is to be the ref your job yeah exactly defund the refs <laughs> wow. Have you done your stock market yet? Uh, I did. Okay. Um, let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, so I am buying the Heat. Um, I mean, you know, not to win a championship or anything, but it, they kind of seem like they're falling off. And, it all, you know, they're, the Eastern Conference being garbage besides the top th- two, really, two or three seeds, um, that helps them. But everyone's kind of dogging on them. But they're 14-7. and seven. If they go on, like, a five-game winning streak, they literally will be up in, like, this five-seed. <laughs> Like yeah, for sure. Like so, I mean, they'll be fine. Uh, and I predicted them to be the five seed before the year. Um, I didn't think they would fall off. And they were dealing with some COVID injuries, and they won three in a row. And even before that, I mean, Jimmy Butler was playing well. And I don't know. As a basketball fan, whenever my team plays well, or my my team loses, but my best player plays well, especially with a guy like obviously like my players' player LeBron, but with a guy like Jimmy Butler, like, you like, like to a guy see like Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, like you like to see him in for real though. You like you're like okay, he's playing well, so that matters a lot. Um, so, I mean, I'm buying the Heat to be, you know, be in the 5 6 seed as in the playoffs and be kind of a team where you're like, oh, I don't want to play them. Right? So, uh, and I'm selling the Lakers' standings. I'm not selling the Lakers, I'm selling their standings. Standings might take a hit, might might be the 3 or 4 seed, um, just because this AD injury, it's going to be longer than what they said. I mean, and they already came out and announced, oh, we reevaluated him. It'll be longer. I mean, they're going to be, as they should, be as careful as possible. Like, 
This is Anthony Davis we're talking about. We just signed him to a five-year deal. I don't need him tearing his Achilles. Well, because really the difference between, what, a two-seed and a four-seed? It's not that big of a deal. And honestly, as a four-seed, you know, he might be... A four-seed, especially if the Jazz the one-seed, like, for a one-seed, I'm okay with the Lakers having to play the five seed and then the Jazz. I will you know? say if you're not going to get the first seed, I'd want to be in the fourth seed because I really don't want to see the Suns or the Clippers. Well, the only thing is the four seed means you play the one seed the next round. Yeah. But that would be the Jazz. Yeah. This, I think the Jazz are going to get it. I also, um, not like, I, it's not really official why, but I kind of, I don't know. I feel like the Clippers deserve some love this year. Um, um, it's weird that I'm giving them credit, uh, but I'm, I hated them last year because they were overrated. I knew they were overrated. No one's really talking about them this year, And, though. yeah, nobody's talking about them, which, honestly, that benefits them. Yes. They, they are better under the radar, like, kind of like the Browns were. Like, when the Browns were under the radar, they are a lot better. Um, the Clippers, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, they're not vocal guys. Um, their, vo- their most vocal guy is their probably, like, seventh best player, Pat Bev. So, um, yeah. so uh, Clippers, they're... You know, good for them that they're under the radar this year. But they're the twos. They're twenty-two and ten. That's a pretty damn good record. And Kawhi's actually playing games, which is pretty good. We do like that. Um, so Clippers deserve some love. All right. Well, I think That's that wraps it. it up. Pretty exciting episode today. Once again, thank you for Miller Theaters for sending us some amazing popcorn. We definitely may or may not have been eating it the t- entire rest of the episode. It, it's so good, guys. Yeah, they're it, these bags are now empty. So. Nom 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 nom. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Boof.